real thick. I'm not bad. Can I get a little shot, a little pace? It's tape. That being said, having said that, all of that being said, but that being said, that being said, that being said, but all of that being said, that being said, but that being said, that being said, and that being said, that being said. Hey, what's up? What's up? Welcome back to With That Said. I'm O'Shea Loren, and my name is Johnny Kemba, the special guest for today. You are a special guest. That's right. It's actually your first time coming on with me by yourself. Yeah, just my first time um, making a solo appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, with that said, reached out to my management team. Pun intended. Um, with that said, um, you did what? You reached out to whom? With that said, um, some people from With That Said reached out to my management team and they wanted to get me on here again after the first interview. They said we had great reviews and they wanted to try to get me back. So, And the reviews were because of your appearance? Hey, listen, man. I'm just going by what the, what was said on the phone call. Oh, okay. Your management. Management. My yes. management contacted your management. Whoever you got running your show, I don't know. They okay. reached out to me. That's why I'm here. So um, let's try to get to whatever we got to get done because I have an, another podcast. <laughs> Oh, you booked and busy, because you booked and busy. I booked and busy. So we, we ain't got all day. Well, let me say thank you. I think this is, wait, how many episodes is this so far, babe? I don't know. I think this is episode, I want to say six. Is this six? Episode six? I, I think know. you're right. I, I think this is episode six. six. Yeah. Episode six. Well, We're thank you. You're doing a great job, Thank you, way, everybody, for helping me job. to get to um, episode six. I, was, I always like to check how many subscribers at the time of this recording. Mm-hmm. So I want to check and see how many subscribers. Since the last time we met, I told you I was just trying to get up to 100. Let's see if I have at least made it to 100 subscribers. Drum roll, please. No. 91. I had 89 two weeks ago. So we got two new followers from the I last... Just got two new so we got two new subscribers. It's not a bit. It's not a problem. It's a, it's all about the slow drip. Sometimes you just gotta keep doing the work. It's only six episodes. Keep doing the work. Keep putting in the work. It's gonna come together. Question. Yes. Have you subscribed? Have I subscribed? <laughs> of course I subscribe. Have you So Absolutely. if I go on here and look at my subscriber list, you're telling me Johnny Kimber's gonna be on here? Okay. Absolutely. Give me I one second, y'all. Give me one second. I want to check that. I want to check that out right now. Let me see. How, can I, how do you find your subscribers? If my husband has not subscribed to my YouTube <laughs> I, I channel, it's going to be a whole problem after tonight. Like after this pocket, after this taping, it's going to be a problem in the Kimber household. How can I see my 91 subscribers? <laughs> Hold on. Before he can get to it. How can I get to it? How do you see? Listen, I, 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 how do you see? Hold on. I'm, oh, I'm, my I'm, God. A, I'm a member. Oh, you know I'm how I member. can see? All I got to do is go to my um, Gmail because every time I get a subscriber, I get a confirmation. Hold on, YouTube. I'm, I'm in there. I'm in there. Subscribers. Here we go. Um, babe. Check it out. I don't. I'm. I'm all. I'm. I know. I'm subscribed. You know what? If I got 92 all of a sudden, let's see. I still have 91. Okay, so let's see. Oh, I got. You know what? What? <laughs> You are so, 
I just got 92 subscribers. All, all right. Last... Somebody just subscribed. <laughs> all right. Who was that that just Somebody must be watching right so now. Is somebody watching Dang. right now? Are you somebody see... just subscribed. Yo, whoever just number 92. This is being taped. Number 92. Hit hit the go to the Facebook page. Go to the um, YouTube channel. Type in your name in the comments. And we got something special for you. Subscribe now. <laughs> Because that person just described right now. But how you're saying it like we're doing it live. Like they just heard us and they did a call to action. No one can hear us because we're taping this. Well, I'm just and saying. So, I'm just all saying. All of a sudden. I'm just saying babe, why you're taping. I'm just saying. I'm just saying why you taping it. I'm just saying why you taping it. It'd be your this. own family, though. It'd be your own family. I guarantee you, if I called around to my family right now, starting with my husband, as you guys clearly saw, six podcast episodes in, and he just now subscribed. That's false. It be false. your own family. The, the been, lack of support usually comes from subscribed. your own family. You know how you know I subscribe? Well, okay, here's check my next question. Check the comments. Here's my check the comments. I'm watching. No, you you have not watched. I'm watching. You have not even listened to the podcast. I've been in a whole podcast myself. No, you've only been in one. I've done six. Or this is six. But I've supported all Have six. you listened to the other four Absolutely. five? Who do you think said it was six podcasts? <laughs> you know what? Who said? Who who oh said? Who knew how many podcasts you had? Anyway, anyway, let's move on. I'll deal with you later. Thank you. That's that's like knowing not knowing when your wedding like, anniversary. Like is. I said, nine twenty. It's okay. I'm gonna deal listen, with him later. Like I said, if you just if you just signed on, if you listen to this podcast right now, we're not taping it. Li- we're taping it live, but it's not viewing. It's not airing live, but. Whoever just signed in number ninety two. You. We got something special. Yeah, yeah. For you. I do have something special for number ninety two. Let's right. hold that right there, okay? Right. So what are we talking about today? Well, we're six podcasts in, and I said in the beginning that you know I just didn't know what what thing this podcast was going to be about, and that it just wasn't going to be one thing. It's going to be a different things, different topics, just because life is layered, and right. um, I just wanted to keep it interesting. So. We've done everything up until now, except for what? Real estate. We haven't. I haven't talked about any real estate. Real estate. Like I haven't talked about any real estate, and um, that's what I do. You know what I mean? Monday through Sunday, sun up to sundown. My life is real estate with this guy right here, my my partner. It's a, it's a tough business. It's a tough business. It is pretty it's tough, tough right business. now, isn't it? It's tough. Yeah, you just you know, you just gotta stay stay resilient, continue to push. And, Stay faithful, man, and keep working. Why is it so tough right now? Explain to the people why it's so tough in the industry right now. It's a lot of challenges in the industry. Um, Just to name a few, um, the obvious challenges are the the current state of the economy. Yeah. You know, that's the obvious. That's clearly a challenge with inflation and and interest rates going up and down. Uh, You got the challenge. Not down. (laughs) Ain't been down in a long time. We'll get to that. Going up and up, you mean. But I think, you know, I think. I think we're going to start seeing some decline on that from some of the stuff I've been, you know, looking into. Mm-hmm. I think inflation, they kind of hit a ceiling, so it's on a slow tick. Anything go, that goes up at some point down, yeah. has to come down. So I was listening to, I think I was listening to something yesterday. They were saying that, you know, it it, 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 it leveled out at like 7.7, 8%. And it, that was just ceiling. Yeah. So it was, it's kind of ticking down. But, you know, but you also got not only inflation in the economy, you also got the 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 growth the growth and attention to real estate so you got more people more hands in the bag yeah. than it was before everybody's seeing the 
right. uh, the benefits of real estate investing. Right. So um, a lot of people jumping on the train right. and for good reasons, you know, I mean, it is a, it mm-hmm. is an investment into your future. It is the way you build re- wealth and all those things. So you're seeing just an influx of a new generation of people who are now interested in real estate investing. So the more people that get into it, right? Yeah. The more, more competition you know. there is for us and you and whoever else is, is already in the business. And, and then so, it's, and so supply many supply chain is supply chain you disrupted got and the the growth in technology and software is amazing nowadays. So it's not only is it easy to get into, but it's also very easy to, easy to be competitive. You yeah. know, because if you have the the resources to get the uh, some of the software and some of the tools and systems in place, you can be very well, let's effective. Let's talk about that a little now. bit. Um, let's talk about that because we're, we're going to kind of roll down into that. What I wanted to do to create a little um, structure in our conversation is talk about some of the frequently asked questions that we get from new investors, people, the people that we were just talking about, people who are just now seeking out real estate investing and starting off in their journey. So let's start with some of those questions. I got them written down over here. She y'all. got them. So so I gotta look over with that said podcast. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Oh, oh, hit the subscribe button if you're listening. Do like he button. just did uh, five minutes ago. I don't know subscribe. what side of the screen it's on. I think it's on the right hand side. So hit that, click that button on the right hand side. And if it's on the left hand side of your screen, something is wrong with your screen. <laughs> but make sure hey. you click that button, subscribe. Yeah, with that okay. said, thank you, thank you. I I appreciate the promotion. That was, that was very nice. I support. I you know, support. you got to You you have to. Um, I'm your biggest fan, what is, babe. What is it? What is it? What is it saying? You have to. You have to when you have to do what you say. When you have to practice what you preach. That's what I was trying to say. You have to practice what you preach. You telling people to subscribe and you hadn't even done it. But okay, we gonna get back to that. But okay, so here's the first. Still question. waiting to be proven wrong. Here's the first question. For somebody who's looking to get into the business, right? Uh, we've been asked, how do I determine the value of an investment property? It's like, okay, I want to get into it, but I don't even know how to determine the value of a property that I think may be a good investment. How do you do that? Well, I mean, we do this thing called the uh, 70% rule. Mm-hmm. Um, and you want to get the value of a property, you literally... But even before you do that, like the first, because the 70% rule is different components of things right. to even be, to be, to even be able to compute the 70% rule. Right. The first thing that you have to do when determining the value of the property, you have to get a compre- a comprehensive or a comparative a market analysis. It's called a CMA in the real estate terms. Right. But you have to determine the property's value by looking at other properties that sold in the area similar to it. And that's narrowing it down to whatever market that property falls into because every market is different. So knowing that market is going to help you assess the values of properties in that market that are in similar build, square footage, you know, whatever that's comparable to your subject property. So evaluated comparable to properties in the market. Right, in your market. So when he says in the market, let me qualify that even more for some people that don't know. So say, for instance, you're looking at a property and you want to determine what the repair, the after repair value would be for that property. You look at the properties that sold 
within, I would say if you're in a metropolitan area, like a major city, city blocks are pretty, you know, they're not, they're pretty close together, let's say. So you would be looking at something within like two tenths of a mile or a quarter of a mile, nothing further than that. Cause chances are you're going to have some sold properties within a quarter of a mile of your subject property. You want to look really close to your prop as close as pro possible because that's what an appraiser is going to do. So you don't want to look in, you know, the across town to compare what the property sold across town to the neighborhood you're looking in because it's too far. So you want to keep the distance as close as possible. And we normally recommend in a metropolitan area about a quarter of a mile, right? Absolutely. You're absolutely correct. Most of the right? <laughs> and you are absolutely a fool. Mr. Right. Kendrick. All right. What's the next question you got next for question. us today, Moshe well, Loren? The next question is, okay, so what, this is a good one. We get asked okay. this a lot. For somebody who's literally like you have thought about it and thought about it, and now you're ready to jump in and you're like, okay, I've heard so much about real estate investing. There's all these different strategies. What is the best strategy for me? How do you determine what's the best strategy for you? Well, to determine the best strategy, guys, that's a very good question. It is. But I got to say this. In order to determine the best strategy for you, the individual, it's all about that individual's current circumstances. And okay? circumstances being very specific. Circumstances being how much time you got. The other circumstance is how much money you got. And the other circumstance is what's your credit looking like. And then what's another one? I thought I hit them all. You hit Time, them all. Time, money, credit. Time, money, credit. Those are the three most important. But let me tell you one of the most biggest things that I'm going to add on to that pile. Because I'm doing too much, as my wife says. Always. The ability to want to learn and obtain information. Where are you on that scale? Because if you're someone that doesn't know how to obtain information and knowledge and don't like obtaining new information and knowledge, you're not going to learn anything new. So, well, the question is, what strategy is best for me? All right. So how does that relate to the strategy? The strategy is best for you to make sure you got your mind right before you go into those top three things mentioned by most Okay, things. so he's saying, so basically what you're saying, Mr. Kimber, is before you can determine what strategy is best for you, you're saying you got to have the right mindset. Exactly. I got it. I got it. And, and I was a little out of order with that, I got but it. hey, it's, I just wanted to throw that in. I got it. I got what you're saying. See, this is the thing. Being married... Uh, nine years together for Almost 10. Almost 10. You kind of know what he's saying, even though he kind of like, he, uh, he, he tends to like say all this when he really could have just said it like this. But I always know what he means. Right. And so that's why, basic, and that's why I'm that's doing, what he was saying. And that's in, why I'm doing this podcast because that's why I'm doing this podcast for free. Helping him to like. I'm doing this podcast for free. I didn't tell my wife this yet, but surprise, honey. I'm not going to be charging you for this podcast. Oh, oh why thanks. So oh, this is going to be free. It's going to be service. Just showing my support for what that said. I appreciate that. So no charge. Okay, so back to the original question, okay? So the question was, how do you determine what strategy works for you? First of all, have the right mindset before you get into real estate, period. period. Then once you have that, the strategy that, that works best for you will be determined by those three things. How much time do you have? How much money do you have to invest right now? And um, what is your credit? Because depending on those three things will determine where you should really start. And there's a couple places you can start. So let's just start with the person who babe, um, who has no money. Hmm. A person has no money. And people always want to start stuff with no money. It is possible. But 
It is certainly the road most traveled for new investors, which means what? We got this crowded highway. A crowded There's highway. A lot of traffic on that road. A lot of traffic. Lot so of traffic. so what is that? What is that way for those people who are starting with well, money? Here's the thing. Um and I'm just keep it all the way. Um, I want you to be. I want you to be specific. I want to be specific. I want you to go around the corner because that's what you'll do. Because I I'm good at going around the corner, right? Okay. So my here, question was direct. Okay. So if you don't have any money and you're looking to start real estate investing, that road is gonna have a lot of traffic on it because that road is such as a road we call wholesaling real estate. Wholesaling mm-hmm. real estate. Um, I'm sure a lot of us, those that don't know what wholesaling real estate is, I can give you a real quick example of wholesaling is just basically being able to uh, get a seller under contract for a property and selling that contract to an end buyer and making a profit on the spread um, of the price between the seller and the buyer. Mm-hmm. Uh, so you're flipping paper, you're selling contracts, you're selling paperwork. Right. Um, now, you, you're going to need a little bit of money, you're not going to need a lot of money because a lot of, a lot of times you might hear the people say, no money, start with no money. You gotta need some type of money, um, some type of money. Um, whether whether you're having, especially nowadays, whether you're investing a little bit of money in some software, or if you're doing direct mailers, some money in stamps and postage. But I think what people, um, I think what people really mean when they say no money, because most people feel like real estate investing means that you're buying houses, right? Right, right, right. So the biggest check you would write in real estate investing is actually buying the house. So when we say no money, we mean, or when people say that, they're really paraphrasing, basically saying, no, you don't have to buy a house to be a real estate investor. Right, right. And you don't need a lot of money. You don't need a whole lot, a whole of, money. lot of money. You need money for the things Johnny talked right, about. Small, but you small. don't need to have enough money to buy the house, okay? So if you're so. thinking you need five figures and all the thousands of dollars to jump right in, that is false. You don't right. need thousands of dollars to start real to get start your journey in real estate investing. The most right. important part is to get started, but the uh, the entry point as a, becoming a wholesaler is very minimal. Yeah. Um, so here's an example for people who have never heard the term wholesaling. Wholesaling is if you have ever seen a commercial late night where they say, "We buy how we buy we'll buy your house. Don't worry about the condition it's in. You know we'll make you a fair offer." And, you know, don't worry about people running through your house. We'll buy your house. That is a wholesaler. Or if you ever seen a street sign that's posted maybe on a pole or in a yard that says, we buy ugly houses with a phone number or we buy houses cash with a phone number, those are wholesalers. Okay, so that's how you could get into real estate with very little money down if you didn't have a lot of money to start. Um... And, and listen, check out our Instagram page, Kim Investment Group, LLC. We got tons of free information yeah. um, on there for you to kind of get more uh, information on wholesaling. Once mm-hmm. again, that's Kimber Investment Group, LLC. That's on Instagram, all one word. And when you get there, you can click the link on our, in our uh, bio. And we've got a whole course, um, an educational platform where we teach you the three strategies of real estate investing that we are most familiar with. This is how we started. We started wholesaling, then we started fixing and flipping, and now we're buying and holding, and now we're fixing and flipping and buying and holding and wholesaling sometimes. Sometimes, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. You gotta do whatever works. Let me check. Let me just make sure that our mics and everything, nothing has Mike changed. Mike, check, Mike. Let me know really when quick. I need to say my thing. Are you ready for me to say it? I don't need you to say your thing. Okay. But, um, but I will say this. 
while we're on the topic of, of, of courses. Baby, listen here. Let me tell you something about this course world these days. Can you stop doing that? Because that stuff picks up on the microphone. Oh, I'm sorry. You're such a little kid. You just can't just stay can't still. still. I don't know. Stay focused. You just can't stay focused. Why can't man. I sit still? I don't know. You got ADD? I think I got ADD. I think and, I do have ADD. And I can't, and you can't smoke because my husband has the very, very, um, you know, when he eats a gummy or something, he has a very, um. I think, I think I have ADD. Huh? I think I have ADD. I know. You do have ADD. Okay. So I'm going to hold your hand. Um, we'll get through this together. <laughs> uh, what was I going to say? The course world. Oh, babe, talk about the course. Let me tell you something. This course world is shark infested waters. Let me tell you. You got a lot of people, and I don't want to go off on a whole tangent and down to down a rabbit hole too deep on this, but you just have to really be careful about where you're getting your information, right? Whether it's us or anybody else. Just do your homework on the people that you're buying education from because a lot of people are um, promoting educational platforms and courses, and they ain't really doing the work. Okay, they reading and pre and, and repackaging somebody else's stuff, selling it to you, and they're not really doing the work. So just make sure whoever you're buying education and information from that they're also doing the work that they're trying to teach you. We do the work. You know, you look at our pages, you see we are literally out in the field, stomping through vacant properties, putting offers in on properties every day, all day, renovating properties every day, all day, managing tenants and maintenance calls. So we just did maintenance calls in Philly, didn't we? Mm -hmm. We literally went and handled a few of our own maintenance calls. But needless to say, just be careful with uh, who you buy your information from. Um, but here's another question. Can we get to another question? Yes, we can get to another. Why question. do you have to look at yourself and say that? No, I'm yes, not looking. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to make sure that I'm doing a great interview. It's not an interview. It's a conversation. You and oh, I so you're having not a conversation. Me? No, I'm not interviewing you. Management. <laughs> All these interviews I got scheduled this week, y'all got me over there in a conversation. But the, I want to. I do want to say one more thing about the course thing. The course thing, guys. Just so you guys know. Um, we don't promote our course as much because our teaching is more organic. So we kind of like, we want to work because it's so hard to find people that really want to yeah. be successful because you will get so frustrated because it's not about the money. And I think we did it early yeah, on, right? We, we've just taken anybody, whatever. Yeah. But it gets very frustrated when you're working with people that really don't even want to grow. They just want to say they're a part of something. And, you know, we had to take a step back because it, you drain a lot of energy pouring so much into people yeah. for them to only to give up. Even when they paid their money, they right. give up. So, no, like literally, people have paid us and haven't even opened the course. Yeah, like so, that's you know, how crazy it, it's, it is. It's, and it's not, and the reason why we did it wasn't for the money as much as it was for just wanting to empower and educate people because right. we see what it's done for our life. So it's like, listen, we can... We can teach this blueprint to other people so that they can kind of start on the journey for uh, to creating generational wealth in their own family. But like you said, we got really frustrated in the beginning because people were saying they were committed and then they weren't really committed. And then you pour all this um, time into them and then they don't do anything with it. So I'm like, eh. So we have the course for those who are 100% ready and committed and want to go uh, take the journey, but we don't promote it. So that's that, right? That's that. Is that all you have to say on that? That's all I had to don't, say. Don't don't hit the microphone now. 
Oh. With your little arm. All right, so here we go. My arms are not little. Your big arms, baby. With I want your you to big say arms. your massive arms. Babe, you know what I just realized? And my brain, my still have my brain. <laughs> my, 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 my I just dad. realized that your beard was still five, braided. I have one, two, you, three. You had five. Four, five. No. I need you to redo this one. Yeah. I'm going to keep them. Oh, you had one back here, too. Yeah. Oh my God, so baby! I, I didn't bed, realize you were taping braided. like that. I'm taping like this because this is what this was going on. You giving on. me like Muslim vibes right now. But I need you to um, I need you to uh, redo this one. Okay. All right. Here's another question for Ask the Kimbers. So, how do I find? Let's see. Do I want to do that one? Do we do? Um, oh, let's let. Can we talk a little bit more about finding um, about investing in real estate with no money? Cause we talked about whole. <laughs> Yo, I swear to God, he is like, okay. Can we talk a little bit more about investing in real estate with no money? We talked about wholesaling, but I wanted to. What hit is on the a next question? Points. Well, no, there's oh. a few other points I wanted to hit oh. on because that's a big question, right? Yeah, it is. It's that's always a, lot. a it's big. A lot. It's always like the number one yeah. question that we get asked is how to start real estate investing with no money. So yes. Um, Wholesaling is certainly an avenue. Another way you can do that is you can do that through home equity lines of credit. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have friends actually. We have friends who um, who we've, we've been coaching, and they took out a home a home equity line of credit on their primary home to invest in their first investment property. Mm -hmm. If you own a home and the home has equity, you can absolutely use that equity to start your, to be your seed money, if you will, for your real estate investment uh, career. Um, another way is you can use partnerships. This is really good because partnerships are nothing, nothing more than linking up with people who are looking to do the same thing that you do and you all pull together your, can you stop yawning? Every time we get the tape and you yawn, that is, why do you do that? Because I yawn. I, I know, but like it. you always yawn. When you the last time you were on, you were yawning. Are we bore? Am I boring you? Well, here's the thing: when you yawn, you yawn. I'm yeah, sorry. Um, Johnny, you act like you just <laughs> you gave me a big explanation. No shit, Sherlock. But why are you okay, yawning you know in the middle I'm of the yawn? podcast? I'm yawning because I'm yawning. Maybe, are you bored? Maybe I'm tired. I don't know. Why do people yawn? I mean, every time we get to be honest with you, babe, it's nothing against you or your podcast. I know, I'm just, but I'm a yawner. Can you not do that? I'm just a yawner. Okay. So I what yawn. was I saying? I yawn. Hold on for a minute before we get on the next subject. No, I wasn't but even finishing my thought. Okay. You were talking like about, like, <sighs> you talking about home equity. That's so distracting. You talking, about, talking. You talked about home equity lines of credit. Then you talk. Now you're talking about partnerships. You were just getting into the partnerships. Right. Right before I yawn, which is a natural reaction. I just yeah, can't say, oh, Johnny, watch if you were, Watch me yawn. If you were being interviewed from by somebody, you wouldn't be sitting there yawning. Like, that is just so distracting. And if I have to yawn, it's really rude, actually. If I have to yawn, I have to yawn. Excuse yourself for something. Don't just yawn on camera. Okay, so the next time I have to yawn, you want me to excuse, excuse myself? Yeah, I do, actually. Okay. I really do. Right. You know what? Matter of fact, this is my last time doing this podcast. I appreciate it. All right. I, and and, and the only reason why you on tonight is because Brissy wasn't available. I'm going to let my team know. I'm telling everyone, listen, my team back at the office, don't schedule me no more for what that said. <laughs> Yo, you get on my nerves. Anyway, like I was saying, so 
Um, partnerships are really good too because people come together to create and form partnerships because they are all adding something to the partnership. So say for instance, maybe you don't have the money, but maybe you have the know-how. So you get with somebody that has the money that doesn't have the know-how. Or maybe you have uh, the credit and somebody else has some money. And then maybe you want to go out and find a third person that has the know-how. So you got a know-how, you got the credit, you got the money, you form a partnership, and then you can start your, your investment journey that way too. So those are some of the ways that you can get started investing in real estate with no money. Okay, so let's go to another question before he falls asleep on us because he's like yawning. Like it's crazy. Oh my God, I can't help it because I had to yawn. You know I yawn. Yeah, but who yawn? But you know who, I yawn. Have you ever watched TV like Good Morning America and saw Robin Roberts yawning on camera? Have you ever seen they anybody probably, yawn they, on camera? They probably edit it out because it's early in the morning. It's live TV, Johnny. They probably, you can edit live Anyway, um, do you need a real estate agent when you are buying a property? No, you don't need a real estate agent when yes, you're buying you do. a property. Well, this is a two. This is a two-part question. It depends. I'll let you. I'll let you say why you don't. It depends. I mean, if you if you're doing the traditional purchase, um, where you 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 looking at houses, you finding the listing, you contacting the agent. Of course, um, you need an agent to buy a property if you're looking at it from that perspective. But it's also there's a direct to seller um, um, angle where you can market directly to this, the homeowner. And deal with them direct to purchase the property, or you could buy for sale by owner. So it depends on where you are in the purchase process. But the the standard and most common procedure, and what everybody is most familiar with, I would say is get a real estate agent. They find a property for you. You buy the property. But it's not mandatory to have a real estate agent. And so my answer to that is no yawning. My answer to that is yes, you need an agent if you are, if specifically you're looking to buy a property that's on the market, I would definitely recommend that you have an agent because if you found a property that's on the market, the seller has an agent, most likely. If it's on the MLS, you know, if it's listed on the MLS, then nine times out of 10, and I almost want to say 10 times out of 10. If it's, on, if it's on the MLS, you're going to need it. If it's on the MLS, it was listed by an agent. So therefore, I would not recommend that you represent yourself in a transaction where a seller is being represented by an agent because that will be most likely all bad for you. An agent is going to be miles ahead in education uh, in terms of real estate, the buying process, than you are. And uh, you just want to you know, kind of have an even playing ground. Is that, is that the, the phrase? Even playing, playing field. field. Even playing, playing field, field playing on both sides. So if you are buying a property that has been listed retail on the market, definitely get yourself an agent. Okay. Um, should I invest in out-of-state properties? Absolutely. Why are you laughing? Are you like, what are you doing? You're, so, you're weird. Yo, listen. What are you I'm doing? in an interview, right? I'm getting. You're not in an interview. In a, this I'm is in a, a conversation. I'm having a conversation, and I feel uncomfortable because I'm constantly getting judged. I'm, <laughs> you're yawning. Why are you laughing? But who's What yawn- are you doing? 
What? Okay. Listen. I'm sorry. If anybody else. Do you guys not think that it's weird? If you have to come on if a podcast. If we're sitting here talking, we're having a con. Like, when you see people talking and they're fully engaged with one another, do do you see a, the other person yawn? If, if they're really engaged? If that person is tired. No. If that person has had a long Well, you should have stayed your tired ass over there and not came up on my podcast. Another tired. thing, too. I don't t- I don't come on podcasts that are that use profanity. <laughs> Get the freak off, then. You can get the hell out now. Okay. I can finish the rest. I can I can finish the the questions myself then. So anyway, the question is: Should I invest in out of state properties? I think new investors. Remember who you talking? If to. you're a new investor, no. And I'm gonna tell you why. As a new investor, now if I if it was me as a new investor, I would. But I'm a very I'm a big risk taker take a lot of risk. My wife keeps me in line because we make a good balance with each other. That's important in marriage, also in business, balance. But if you're a new investor, no. The reason why is because you're managing a lot of moving pieces. Yeah. With contractors, um, the permitting process, the whole renovation process from start to finish. If you're new it's to challenging. this... If you're new in this category, you want to be boots on the ground. You want to be able to go touch that asset. You want to be able to pull up over there once a week. Yep. You want to see what's going on. You want to be in tune. You want to be learning the process. So if you're new, it's very important to invest somewhere to where you can be heavily involved with the process from start to finish so you can learn things as you go as well as be present to hold people accountable throughout the process. I, I hope I answered that question. Up next is going to be Moshe Lorenz. He's going to give you her answer as well. <laughs> oh, I can't stand Yo, you get on my nerves. You really get on my nerves. You know that? Do you know that? Like, I, for real. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So, I think Johnny pretty much summed it up. Everything he said, I second that. Uh, ditto. Yeah. If you're new, long the long and short, the long to short answer is no. Do not invest out of town out of town if you're new and it's just important just be you want to be able to touch be there to make sure everything is going the way it's supposed to go okay all right so here's another question let me go through because i got a lot of questions i want to get to some good 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 ones not that the ones we have answered weren't but i want to get to some other good ones um oh i like this one because this is something that we do what are you doing? I'm Yo, not are doing you making anything. like faces behind my head when I turn my head? I'm not doing Who anything. else has a spouse or a significant other that is like a six year old at times? I'm not this doing anything. It's just so. What were you doing? Were you like, I saw you licking your tongue out, putting I didn't do, I'm, I'm, bunny ears? What were you doing? I'm having a conversation. With whom? You just said I'm having a conversation. I'm not in an interview. No, you're not in the interview. I'm having a conversation. Okay. So here's the next question, guys. The next question is, how can I maximize? No, no, no. I'm sorry. Let's go back. Should I make any improvements on my investment property before renting it out? I'll go, I'll take that first. Absolutely. Absolutely. And tell them why, Mo. <laughs> and he doesn't even drink, y'all. I swear to God he doesn't drink. Um, but no, you absolutely should. Any property that we buy intend that we intend to hold, we always renovate them. The main reason why we do that is because we want to minimize the amount of calls we get for maintenance requests. That's the I mean, that's one. 
Um, and the second reason why is because we are always looking to burr, to execute the burr strategy on our properties. And so back to point number one, minimizing maintenance costs. When you renovate the property before you put a tenant in it, chances are you're not going to get many calls about, Hey, this broke down, that broke down, this ain't working, this ain't working because you took the time to address all of the deferred maintenance before putting a tenant in the property. Okay. So we ain't got to worry about paying a maintenance guy $75 just to cross through the threshold of the apartment before he even discovers what's wrong. Okay. So we, we minimize that. And secondly, we also are always looking to turn this investment over to create yet another investment. And that's the birth strategy. What is the birth strategy, Johnny? Well, the birth strategy, guys, first of all, BRRRR is B-R-R-R-R. -R -R -R, okay? Yes. And that stands for first you're going to buy the property, right? And once you buy that property, you're going to renovate it, all right? Rehab, renovate. Now, once you renovate it, get it nice and pretty, what are you going to do? You're going to rent it out. You're going to get your tenant in there. You're going to rent it out. Yeah. And then what are you going to do after that? You're going to do the old refinance, man. You're going to refinance that property. You got a stable tenant. The property's making income. You've added value through your renovations. You got a nice piece of nice asset. Now you want to refinance and then pull some money out. Now the last R is the most important part. Come on. Somebody. You want to repeat that process. That's right. Repeat. That's right. That's right. That's right. That's right. You're going to rinse and repeat the process. And so, um, <laughs> so should you uh, renovate or make improvements to your property when you buy it and before you rent it out? Absolutely. For all the aforementioned reasons. And don't let that stop you. If you can't renovate it and you just need to get the ball going and start roll, rocking and rolling and Get a tenant in there. Um, you know, it's whatever strategy works for you. But we're just telling you our best advice based on our um, journey. So, like I said, we're not um, real estate experts. We're only speaking from places that we're educated in and what we know through what we're doing currently, actively, right. past tense, planning to do later on. Okay, okay. Yeah, I, think I think they get it. I think they get it. How much will I need for closing cost? So, would you like to take that? Or would How you about like you to... take that answer? Okay, so I'll take that. So, closing costs, just so you know, let's just break down what closing costs is. A lot of layers here, guys. A lot of layers. There is a cost to buy the property outside of the actual sales price of the property itself. Okay? So, you have the sales price, which is what the seller wants for the property you're buying. Then in order to close on the property, you're going to incur a lot of closing costs. What are closing costs? Closing costs are made up of several different fees. Your title fees, which title. is the company or the entity between you as the buyer and the seller that is going to handle the settlement transaction. It's a neutral third-party entity. Depending on what state you're in, it could be an attorney or a title company. But they're, they need to get paid, okay, for basically quarterbacking this transaction Absolutely. between you and the seller. So you got your title fees. What do you have additional um, beyond your title fees? You've got your lender fees. If you got lending or any kind of funding for the purchase of the property, all over the place. you got lender fees. And then, then you have, of course, the city or the state, wherever you're buying, the city rather, that you're buying. And they want their fees for doing business in their city and selling real estate 
in their city. So you got transfer taxes. So you've got all these little fees that are called your closing costs. And they could equal anywhere from three to five percent of the sales price. Okay. So you want to make sure you have enough money to not just buy the property, but to close on the property and pay your closing costs. So estimate anywhere from three to five percent in closing costs. Now this all goes back to, and I don't want to get, I don't want to go off into a rabbit hole on this, but I do want you to understand how this whole investment thing works. When you are determining what your profitability will be on a property, you have to consider your closing costs. It costs to close on the property when you buy it. And you also have to consider the cost to sell the property once you renovate it, if you're doing the fix and flip method, right? There's cost to buy, there's cost to close, and all those numbers have to be computed and configured in your analysis to determine your profitability. I know that may be a lot, but if it is, you can always, you know, join the Real Estate Growth Academy. We can teach you all that stuff. And you did a great job explaining that, Moshe. Oh, well, thank you, you darling. I, I learned it by watching you. You know what's something that annoys Sorry. me? Something that You said you learned that from watching me. I want to make sure everyone heard that. <laughs> She yeah, said, I learned that from bad. watching you. But one thing that drives me crazy, and I just want to add this, throw this in. I hate when people send deals or post Don't deals. Don't say hate. Well, hate's such a strong I word. dislike. There you go. But I dislike when someone um, posts a deal and they say, $80,000 purchase price, $20,000 rehab, resale price one fifty. This is your profit. There's so many fees that are going to eat that profit line up that you need to be aware of. So don't get, if you're not educated and you're just looking from the outside looking in and someone sends you this deal, you're like, oh my God, I'm going to make 40, 50 grand on this deal. But you might be missing out on $15,000, $20,000 worth of fees that you don't even know about or did the property calculations. So just make sure you are aware of closing costs. And my beautiful wife, Moshe Lorenz, she looks so lovely over there. She just did an amazing job explaining what those costs and fees entail. Right. Carry on to the next question, please. Well, thank you. I appreciate you putting that little cherry on top because we, oh boy, did we need that. Hey, listen, <laughs> that's right. why I'm here. I'm having a conversation. So, um, in conclusion, the final question is, what do I need before getting into real estate investing. What do I need? Number you need one, a beautiful wife. Everybody needs that. Um, but number one, you need what Johnny talked about earlier in our conversation, which is you need the right mindset. You need the right mindset. I wanna I wanna test you really quick. No, we don't it is no, I, I wanna need test to take you a test. Right who wants to take the test? We have a saying who in takes our the real test? estate growth academy. Who, who takes the test in the middle of a we conversation? Have a mantra and growth mindset is something that we pride ourselves on and we teach a lot of our coaching students on what growth mindset is. Right. Babe. Right. <laughs> what? Would you happen to know the properties, the characteristics, I should say, of a growth mindset? Of course. Okay. Of course. What are the characteristics of a growth mindset, Mr. Kimber? Well, the characteristics of a growth mindset, I'm going to tell you. They exactly what they are. Please do. Um, in order to know, in order, in order to have a growth mindset. <laughs> oh, the star! 
no, it's the star no, no, for no, me. Okay. In order to have a <laughs> growth mindset, <laughs> in order to have a growth mindset, you gotta have a lot of different things. Okay. In that, one of the things you gotta have passion for learning. Okay. Passion for learning. You got to be wanting to learn. You got to be all about wanting to learn information. Uh-huh. Want to get things going. Want to just in, 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 just engulf yourself in new information that's going to help you through your journey or whatever it is you're learning, okay? Why and what's another, and what's, another, what's another characteristic, <laughs> huh? Positive attitude. Positive attitude. You're looking at Mr. Positive right here. You know... How positive have I been in this conversation? I've been critiqued. I've been judged. I've been judged. I've been done a lot of things. But I kept my positive attitude. So always have a positive attitude. Okay? Now, accept challenges. You got to be willing to accept challenges. When obstacles and challenges come your way, you want to be able... Stop banging on the table. When obstacles and challenges come your way, you want to be able to plow right through them. Okay? Self-belief. Do you believe in yourself? Of course you want to believe in yourself. Because if you don't believe in yourself... Nobody else is going to believe in you guys, okay? You got to have some discipline. They see your phone. You got to have discipline, <laughs> okay? I'm just reading my notes because mm-hmm. this is a very intense topic, and I don't want to <laughs> miss anything. So I want to make sure that I'm not missing anything. So I got, I wrote some notes before this conversation. I'm just looking back at my notes, okay? Not looking at what growth mindset is. Another characteristic of growth mindset is taking calculated risks. Calculated risk. You don't want to take crazy risk. You want to, what I mean by calculated risk is, yes, it's okay to take risk. The bigger the risk, the bigger the reward, right? But don't be a dummy, okay? (laughs) Do your research. Do your research. Look into these things and make sure that you have at least an opportunity of pulling something off. Don't go into a risk where you have a 0% chance of winning, okay? Live in the moment. You got to be present. You got to be conscious in everything you're doing. Give it your all in every moment of your life, okay? I beat on the table again. I wasn't supposed to do that. And then the last one is one of my favorites. And Moshe, do you know what that one is? I know what they are. What, what's the last one, Moshe? I know what they all are. What's the last one? Discipline. No, I already said discipline. Taking oh. action, oh, take people. An, oh, taking keep, action. People, we're not keeping up because we're not paying attention. And the people that don't pay attention, <laughs> these are the people that don't make it. Okay? <laughs> all right? So pay attention. Oh, boy. My most important one. Let me re- revise that, guys. Take action. Just do it, man. Just like the Nike swoosh says. Just do it, okay? Well, thank you, darling. So that is what you need to get started in real estate investing. First and foremost, you need the mindset, a growth mindset, okay? So we want to thank Dr. Johnny Kimber for breaking that down for us. We so appreciate your... Um, Dr. Johnny Kimber, I like Dr. that. Dr. Johnny Kimber. I like that. I might go we get my doctor. We appreciate your astute uh, professionalism, your wisdom, thank you. and uh, we appreciate you being here today. And you know what? I take everything everything back. um, I said, I want to take everything I said about, um, with that said, I don't mind coming back here. I love the show. I love the platform. Um, (laughs) I love the host. She's very attractive, you know. Okay. Maybe I can. Maybe you can what? Okay, no, no. Let me not even ask what he he could potentially say. I'll be taking advantage of Um, taking advantage of the host after this interview. Oh my okay. God! Anyway, guys, and, thanks uh, for tuning in. The, my name is Johnny. Hello, Dr. can Johnny I Kimber. please close out my own show?
Can you please let me close out my this is my show? You don't give people their flowers. Um, I gave you. <laughs> you Yo, ain't on drink champs. This is not drink champs. No I don't have no gold. I got a little pothos plant back there for you. This why. You this why um, y'all will never see me back here again. Last but not least, <laughs> educate yourself. Whether it's through if you if you like what we do, you can educate yourself through our. Uh, Real Estate Growth Academy or just find a good, solid education base and get educated before you get into real estate investing so that you don't lose, okay? You don't want to lose. Um, but I want to thank you so much for tuning in today. Right there on the right. Follow right us there. Hit that on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, and all button. the places. Hit the button. And um, what else do I want to say? And that is, that's it? With that said. With that said. With that said, I'm your host, Moshe Loren, and this is Dr. Johnny Kimball, who's given us one of our best interviews or conversations to this date. Make sure you guys tune in for episode six, where Dr. Johnny Kimball breaks down the top ten questions in real estate investing. <laughs> <laughs>